It's time for pumpkin flavors and new fall favorites at Dunkin'. And also some tough decisions. Like, do I want a signature pumpkin spice ice latte? A brand new oat milk latte? A new chai latte? Or a pumpkin iced coffee? Oh, and the bakery. Do I want a pumpkin donut or... Uh, there are other people behind you in this drive-thru. Oh, uh, I'll just take it all. Okay. It's all the cozy you crave at Dunkin'. Pumpkin favorites and new fall additions. Like new creamy without the dairy oat milk lattes and the signature pumpkin spice ice latte plus more. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. You are listening to 87.1 Caroline Radio, KCGN Bakersfield, your home for all your variety hits. And of course, Blind Advocate Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, listeners from around the world. I'm glad you're doing well, and I'm glad you had a good week. This evening, I have a great pleasure in being joined by someone who has just told me that he has been on my podcast at least this is his third a third appearance on the podcast. Uh, so we're really glad to have him. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you will certainly remember him. He's a man from China. Now he lives in America. His name is Michael Munn, and he happens to be the host of Michael's Weekly Perspective. Michael from Michael's Weekly Perspective, welcome back. How's it going? Thank you. Oh, everything is good on my end. Thank you, Aaron, for inviting me to your show. My pleasure. So let's basically, you know, dive right into it. Um, I, um, I am not going to say uh, the, the, the reason, uh, what the reason is, but I've know because I know what the reason is, I'm, I'm not going to say it. But I've noticed, we've noticed that you have not been publishing um, as much content lately, which is okay, which is fine. So basically, I, I will admit that I have not been listening to Michael's Weekly Perspective, and I would like to know wh- what have been some of your opinions about the world these days and your perspectives? And really, this summer, once you get back into it with the podcasting, where do you want to go with Michael's Weekly Perspective? I'll mute my microphone. I'll let you talk for a bit. Go right ahead. All right. So basically, I have not per- uh, <clears throat> published uh, any content as of right now because, you know, I need to take a break from it and because you know many things have been in my family and since you asked what well uh what's my opinion right uh for now like nowadays i basically it you know my opinion can be very cruel uh very complicated because you know every time when i discuss things like sensitive topics, I usually go uh, very right, and it, I, I I do not hold neutral, you know, uh, side. I do not stand neutral. So yeah, for the future, nor, pot- nor do nor nor do I, and that's that's so interesting. I'm going to have to interject a little. Nor do I. Certainly, I I I don't hold back at all. Um, in fact, as far as podcasters go. I'm probably a pretty serious person to talk to. I'm, I have a very stern demeanor uh, on my podcast for a reason, for many reasons, but because I want this to be a really serious podcast that other people can relate to. So I definitely don't hold back. You said something interesting. You said that when you don't hold back, you go right on a lot of issues. Now, to a lot of American people, they, they might think you're talking about politics, but you really are not. What do you mean no. by you go right about politics? You go right about certain things that you talk about. Expand it and give us a good example. Right. <clears throat> Let's see. When I, you know, I don't really hold uh, neutral, uh, neutral is because but I'm, okay. Can you repeat that again? So, for example, can you give us a a time on your podcast on Michael's Weekly Perspective when you felt that you really took on an issue head on and really, really went for it, really, really attacked the issue and you really were harsh about it. And as you said, and you were really controversial, maybe. Can you, can you oh. give an example? Yes. Okay. Or, an or, example. That's, or, or that's, or that's what I, th- that's what I thought you were saying, but, but can, can you give an example of it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah. One episode when I was interviewing uh, a guest from Disability Link, and she, uh, we basically talked 
about the service of the of folk rehab, and she bring up this uh, abbreviation. I don't know what what was it, and I you know stopped her and and asked what that stand for, and you know that's what I mean when I go harsh at something. Okay, well that's an, okay. So perhaps the word is not harsh. Perhaps it's that you're a podcaster who who gets the facts, who figures oh, out yes. information and asks the right questions. Okay, yeah. harsh would be for 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 one example. Harsh would be if you said something which which you never do. Um, j j just to clarify, you never say silly stuff. But if you said something silly or immature or bombastic, or if you said something weird, that would be kind of harsh. But you are you are not harsh um, yeah. about, about certain things. You're someone who cares about what the facts are and that's so good. Um, so, okay, so fine. And so what are the future plans? So once you start uploading content, um, which I, I, I wish, which by the way, I, I wish we could get your podcast on Apple. It would be a lot easier for me to keep up with you if you were on Apple. Um, it is on Apple podcast. It is? Yes. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry, Michael. I I, I didn't realize My that. My surprise that I oh. didn't realize it until late March. Ah, it's, okay. Well, I think it shouldn't be a surprise because you should get an email from iTunes. So it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a surprise to the up to the to the podcaster. Well, okay. Well, hold on then. Um, I will certainly I'll certainly subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts. You at home, listener, don't forget Michael's weekly perspective. Don't forget to add him on Apple Podcasts. He's doing a great job. Um, I wonderful. Well, I will. Well, let me start listening to it then. Um, so, okay, what are your plans for this summer? Uh, do you want to give us any any sneak peeks, any secrets, any ideas for guests, any questions you maybe you want uh, to have answered? Go. Oh, I have enhanced a lot of things in my podcast. First of all, I created a listener line for listeners who want to uh, leave a question or comment after I produced each podcast. And I also made an account on SoundCloud. It's like a more technolo technological uh, enhancement. And I also created a YouTube channel uh, so that way I can inter uh, re upload videos that I interviewed yeah, uh, yeah. of my guests that I, I have interviewed. I, I, know, I, I know what the reason is, and it's, it's not a big deal. I completely understand your logic. But I wish, in, on one hand, I wish you were on Spreaker because Spreaker does, the, does all of the distribution all at once, even to YouTube. So it's like, you know, one click, you know, one, one tap with the voiceover, and then you're there all at once. Yeah, but that's so good that you're that you're basically uploading to YouTube manually. That's that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping to get more audience. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, good. Um. So who who would you like to talk to this year? And what are some big questions that you want to have answered? You know, some big topics that you want to try to cover. Oh, I typically don't have any big uh, questions that I. You know, I, I usually go, I usually play along when I, you know, think something is important and, and then I contact, you know, a person who knows more about it and then, you know, I invite them to my podcast. Hmm. Okay. Well, good. Good. Yeah. One of the things that I do, in case you're wondering at home, how do you become a guest on Aaron's Opinion? <laughs> One of the things I do is I look for people in the audience who are saying interesting things or, or are asking interesting questions or are sharing interesting information that I think other people can relate to. So that is a really important um, feature or skill set, I think. Um, uh, so how are things... Um, in another, another question that I want to want you to talk about a little bit more is I know that you're very active with, you know, NFB. I know you're very in, active with, um, other blind students. I believe you're living, uh, somewhere in, in Georgia. Um, what is going on there in, in Georgia, um, as it relates to NFB issues, uh, school, things like that. 
Oh, it's very peaceful here in uh, Georgia affiliate of the National Federation of the Blind. Of course, you know, I joined the student division as soon as I get settled in Georgia. That was like, you know, I moved in to my sister's house on Sunday and I joined the student division in immediately 24 hours later because, you know, networking is very important. And right now we're getting ready for the NFB National Convention. To my great surprise that this year is going to be online, the convention. And why is that, why is that a surprise? You know, a lot of people before the COVID-19 was a big problem, think that they might, they are going, they, you know, they're going to, you know, they might have to, you know, go to Houston for it. And look, I wasn't registered at that point until April that I heard NFB is doing the convention online and it's free. This is a great surprise for me back then because, you know, I, I'm a, you know, I love to go to the convention, but luck, I, you know, the, the room was filled at the hotel and then it will be, I have to pay extra money for uh, transportation and stuff like, stuff like that. Right. So you're very relieved that the convention will be held online and will be free. Oh, yes. Yeah. And what um, is, are they just going to hold it over Zoom, all of the events on Zoom? Oh, yes. They're holding it on Zoom, which I am worried because, you know, there will going to be more than 3,000 people. And I'm, and I'm afraid that Zoom might not be able to hold up that much people, which some people might experience interruptions. It's entirely possible, but I, am, I, I, would, I know that NFB is going to be contact, I would imagine that NFB would be contacting Zoom and explaining the situation and asking for special, some sort of a special ID um, yeah. that can handle that. Obviously, one person can't just invite 3,000 people to one meeting. I don't think you can. No, um, you cannot. You cannot, yeah. So, yeah, NFB would have to use their accounts, their um, special accounts to create meetings of, of that magnitude, I guess. Yeah. So, specifically, what meetings are you going to be attending? over Zoom? Oh, mainly the student meeting, like the National Association of Blind Students annual mm -hmm. meeting, which, which, which they elect new board members and leaders in, within the student division. And, uh, and you know, technology conference presentations, conference and, and presentations, such as the famous Eric Damery's uh, JAWS uh, presentation. And um, probably humanware's presentation to see what's going up, uh, what's going on in humanware, and you know, jobs for Windows, and that will also allow me to in interact with the people behind the scene, face to face. Hmm. Good. Excellent. Yeah. And what are your plans for the fall? Oh, for the fall, I might plan to go to training in one of the NFB training center, which I'm hoping to go to training in Colorado Center for the Blind in Littleton, Colorado. Hmm. For some reason, I thought you already did um, a program like that, a training program like that. Oh, right. I went to the summer program at the Louisiana Center for the Blind, which was eight weeks program. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, so that's, that's interesting. Um, so what do you hope to gain by going to CCB? I'm hoping to get a GED program, uh, a GED, you know, to finish a GED program within nine months and to improve my independent skills and that including cane travel and computer skills. 
Good. Well, that's great. If they can offer you a Colorado uh, diploma, that, that that would be good. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. All right. And then would you um, stay out there in Colorado or come back to Georgia? What do you think? Or do you have to just play it by ear and see how it goes? I will. I might have to play by ear. You know, if Colorado have good colleges, then I might, you know, not, I might stay in Colorado. If, you know, Colorado, if the college in Colorado doesn't, you know, have things that I, that I'm interested in, then I might come back to Georgia. Hmm. Well, I'm sure that every university and all this, I mean, you can find whatever you want to study in any state, really. Yeah. So, and I mean, what, what do you plan on studying? I am planning to get a major in political science, aka oh, poli science. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then um, I think I think from there you want to work towards maybe like law school or being an advocate, right? Oh yes, uh, civil rights attorney. Mm, so civil rights law. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Good. Um. So if you were to um, take a case today that involves, uh, you know, blind people. What are some critical civil rights issues for blind people that you would um, want to want to defend or want to, you know, take, basically take to court? What, what, what do you think, if, if given oh, that chance? The education system for blind student is not great. I'm mm -hmm. bluntly saying I'm saying this bluntly because this is w one of the reasons that I decided to pursue in law school just to correct just to correct the you know system, uh, the education system that we've had for a long for a long time in the United States good so really, what do you think needs needs to happen? Because, you know, the system hasn't really changed a whole lot. You know, it's improved slightly, but there's still a lot of problems. So what do you think really needs uh, to, to happen? Oh, what really needs to happen is that, you know, <coughs> that this uh, educating a blind student does not need to be a, uh, a problem. Like, you know, a there, should, there should be more teachers who are certified of teaching blind student or, or student with visual impairment. And have you done any research to come to a greater understanding why there are, uh, as you say, so few teachers who are truly qualified. What do you think? And one reason that I think that there are shortage of teacher of the blind and vision impaired is that, let's see, blind student, learning to teach a blind stu uh, student is a very complicated thing and a lot of a lot of times teachers you can't just find a teacher that's certified in special ed to teach a blind student because a tbi have to learn braille and all all those technologies that blind students are are required to use right and i think that one of the other problem one of the other issues about it is that TVIs and teachers in general are paid very little money. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. Teachers in general are paid less money. So, I, I, I think, this, oh yes, go ahead. Go ahead. I read this article somewhere from a friend of mine that teacher is getting shorter and shorter. Meaning you're saying you, you have found that there are actually fewer and fewer people pursuing, you know, education? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, that that will be a very serious problem then for our, for our society. Then, if there are less teachers, it's not going to be helpful. Yeah, totally. So, I think that what really needs to happen is I think many things, but one of them is that teachers need to be paid more money. To number one, to motivate more people to become teachers, and also to attract. Uh, people who are a little bit more motivated themselves because it's my opinion that and I, I mean I would kind of be an exception to it but I think that when you pay someone very little money it affects their self-esteem and it it kind of maybe makes them not do very good work so it affects yes. their I think the salary affects their performance yes yeah, so, that, makes, mm -hmm. that makes sense. So I think that those are the types of things that need um, need to happen. Um, <clears throat> so let's let's see. So um, what have been some who have been some really um, interesting guests? If I were to go back to the list of Michael's Weekly Perspective and really pick out one on the list that you would say, Aaron, you've really got to listen to this episode, which, which episode um, should I definitely listen to? Oh, that was an episode that I done with this guy named Christopher Duffley. I believe that was the podcast episode seven, if I'm correct. You know, he is a cool guy and he's also an audio geek himself. Okay. And, um, besides being a cool guy and an audio geek, what can you tell me about him and why was, why was he interesting on your podcast? He actually, you know, uh, I'm, I, I love, I love the way that he talks. Like he had, he, he is also a podcaster and he carries, like he talks sometimes can be, when he doing a uh, giving a speech, he some he sometimes can be a little stammer, and I and then when we talk about things like technology related, and he would usually get onto his computer and then begin to you know play with it when I'm uh, talking about it. Okay, good. And what is his um, in in general? What is what, what is he doing? Is does he is he a teacher? In general, what does he do? This particular oh, he's person? a he's a student and a podcaster. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And so, is he in university? No, he just graduated high school this year. Oh, okay. Interesting. How did you come? How did you come across that person? Oh, it was from a from my vision teacher. Uh, you know, she. She is, you know, um, what's the word? She usually posts, like, before I move out of uh, Virginia, I have this uh, great vision teacher. Her name is uh, Dr. Denise Robinson. Of course, she teaches technology online, and then one day I got a Zoom link from her that we're going to listen to a speech from this guy use uh and then that's how i know uh, then i that's how i get to know him hmm hmm cool cool all right all right well great um so and how are you uh spending your your time um when you are not not podcasting Oh, when I'm not producing podcasts, I usually read a lot of books. Like uh, I like read a lot of books by listening to them, but uh, by downloading by downloading the books from Bard and then into a cartridge and play them with my NLS player. Hmm. And I also been re uh, doing a lot of research. Okay. So what types of things do you, what types of things do you research and what types of things are you trying to learn more about? Oh, mainly historic history, like, you know, World War One, and the 1920s and the Great Depression. So these three decades. 
Hmm. Okay. And I do research on other topics as well, as you know, why some states still drive stick shifts and some, you know, and majority switch to manual, like, uh, ma uh, excuse me, automatic transmission. And considering that you cannot drive, why are you concerned if, if certain states have stick shifts or not? Because, you know, uh, stick shift has always been a card that I really love, like cards with stick shifts, because people basically, like, you know, automatic, automatic transmission is, in my opinion, is lazy people's car, and standard transmission is for diligent drivers. This way, their hands, you know, this way they don't, they don't just hold the wheel, Hmm. Yeah. I see. I see. So you think that people... That's that's interesting. So you think that people uh, maybe are better drivers if they drive with a stick shift? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. This way, they can get some workout done while they're driving by holding, you know, by switching the gears back and forth. I see. I don't know what the statistics are in, on that on that front. What do you think? Um, uh, in in China, are the cars uh, with uh, stick shift or are they like automatic? Majority of the cars, and when I was still in China, the cars in China. <clears throat> when I was in China, the car was still in stick shift. Of course, I don't know nowadays because you know things do change over time. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I am sure that a lot of our listeners probably have questions for me. So we're about to come up on a break, but can you ask me some questions that maybe you would like to know or maybe you have never asked me? Sure, yeah. Should I start this after the break? Uh, you can start it now and then we'll pause it for the break. Sure. What makes you want to have uh, distribute your pod, uh, podcast to a radio station? I'm curious to know. <laughs> uh, sure, sure. Um, what happened was I was posting my podcast in the, the Facebook groups and someone expressed interest and this person happened to be the manager of a station and they basically gave me the opportunity and I, I went with it. That's interesting to know. Yeah. Um, and um, is your podcast on blind advocate radio yet? That would be a very good question. No, no, I don't plan to have my podcast on the Blind Advocate Radio, because I'm planning to start a new show that involves uh, music, history, and broadcasting. So, you know, these three things are my hobbies, like music. I play 13 different musical instruments. Uh, history, you know, history has been... Uh, I, have, I began to show interest in history when I was 16 years old. And broadcasting, it's uh, <clears throat> what I recently picked up in uh, January 1st of, of 2020. I mean, I see what you're saying. And I remember that we've spoken about this before. Um, I mean, I'm, okay, fine. I mean, you know, you certainly do not have to have it on that, on that station. I, I'm I'm not really sure what the connection is between your new show and the fact that you don't want it to be on that station, but that is, that is that is fine, um, and good. Yes. Mm -hmm. mm, so, um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty uh, it's pretty interesting, um, getting to see how shows are produced at the radio, you know, at the radio level. Um, yes, definitely. You, um, so, but what do you, well, what do you think about that? W would you want your podcast to be on uh, uh, other stations? Is that a goal for you? No, 
I just uh, it's better for me to have a small community mm. that listen to me. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. It's better to have a small focused community that listens to you. Well, as a matter of fact, um, now that I know where to find you, I will certainly listen to you. This is Aaron's opinion on Caroline Radio and Blind Advocate Radio because we'll be right back. Welcome back, listener. How are you? You're listening to Aaron's Opinion right here on 87.1 Caroline Radio, KCGN, and Blind Advocate Radio, or wherever you get your podcast. We're joined uh, by a great friend in, in our community tonight, this evening, with Michael Munn, the host of Michael's Weekly Perspective. As I was saying before the break, I think that a lot of people out in the audience have questions for me. Um, because I've gotten very, you know, here's, here's a topic. Here's a question. I've gotten very few questions from audience members. So, Michael, I'm sure that you have questions for my podcast because I'm sure that you're a listener to Aaron's opinion, correct? Yes, some of so it what are. are. The what? <laughs> some of it are listeners to, the, uh, to your show. Meaning, are, are you saying that, that that you download some of my some of my episodes? You mean? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I I see what you're saying. I think that is what everyone everyone does. Nobody listens to everyone's all of the content from everyone. That that would be just impossible. Um, yeah. But what are some what are some questions that you want me to answer, or some topics that you want uh, to to talk about? Hmm. Let me think. Sure. Topic that I want you to talk about. Oh. It will be better that, you know, if you can talk about the the options that are available for blind people like in bulk uh, rehab because, you know, Rehabilitation, in my opinion, is very important, and that's how student or senior citizens can be active, can be an active member in their community. Okay, well, um, what experience have you had with um, rehabilitation services? Um, I mean, I'm not... I mean, I'm not I'm not terribly familiar with it. So, give try to give more information about some of the experiences you have had with this. Oh, my experience with uh, excuse me, vocational rehabilitation services. My experience with it was mm -hmm. not great, because you know I'm basically ignored by our voc rehab in Virginia. Because you know, of course, Virginia. You know, it's a big state. Hmm. And why were you um, ignored? Or because what can you tell? What can you tell me about this experience? Because that's really serious. Oh, I live in a small town back then, where a, a lot of people owns a farm, and the nearest folk rehab station was in two hours 
away from me. So basically, it's hard, I think, for people who work, you know, to come at uh, to come to me every day for, you know, that they have to drive two hours. It would be better if the town that I lived in can have a folk rehab station that that's only 25 minutes away from me. Right, right. But the, the trouble is, is that when you when you live in America, things are very, very, very spread out. Yes. Um, so th- th- this is quite, quite a common problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is a problem for us blind, you know, uh, Americans to go anywhere without, you know, that we can drive. Right, but I think, I do have an opinion about it, which is that I think that blind people need to be able to live really anywhere in the country and still live a, a productive life. That's, yeah. that's what I think. I don't, totally. think, I don't think it's possible. In fact, it's not possible for all of the blind people to, let's say, live in Baltimore because that's where the NFP headquarters is. Well, that would just not be possible. It's not possible for all of the blind people to live in one city. Yeah. So what needs to happen is that when blind people live out in, in a smaller town, they still need to be receiving the, serp- the, 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 the rehab uh, service, uh, re- you, know, you know, regardless, so. Yes, definitely, yes. definitely. Um, have you seen any improvement in this now that you're living uh, in Georgia? I haven't registered for the Volk Rehab yet, so I'm in the process of doing so. Okay, and so what Volk Rehab do you want to do? You know, what, what, what do you hope to gain from, from the system or from the, uh, yeah, for, from the system? Mm-hmm. I hope to get more independent skills on me and then, you know, hopefully I can get full support from them, mm-hmm. including like getting, you know, pay for my college ex- uh, tu- tuitions and, you know, cover, basically provide me with technologies that I need during the college, during my college education. Right, right. Well, I think that as far as the, here's what I would do. I, in your, in your situation, I would go to CCB. Yes. And I would go through their core program or their main program, whatever it's called. I would get the GED and get the GED for Colorado. Right. Yeah. And after you do that, I would, I would talk to people who work there and I would explain the situation. And then from there, they would be able to help you um, because I'm sure that, I mean, C- CCB is one of the most famous programs in the country. Um, it's not the most famous, but it's still one of the most famous. And I am, I am sure that there is someone there um, who would be willing and able to help you appropriately. Um, oh, yes. Now that, might, now, that will probably mean that you would only be able to go to university in the state of Colorado. But that would be fine. Um, I've never been out there. I've never been to Colorado. Um, so that, that would be nice if you were living there so that I could know someone in Colorado for no other purpose than knowing someone in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. And I also heard that the center was located in Denver metro area. Which... Well, I, I, thought, I thought it was Denver. But yes, it probably is near near Denver somewhere, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which going to be much easier for blind uh, people because, you know, metropolitan area have better public transportation system. R- well, some of, some of them do and probably 
maybe do you think the public transportation or have you heard that the public transportation is better in Denver? Have you heard that? No, I'm, oh. I'm still doing okay. the research on it. Oh, okay. You should have just, okay. You should hope, you should, you should hope that they have a good public transportation system. Um, oh yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I mean, I don't know. I've never been out there, but if anywhere near that center, near that area would probably have good, good public trans transportation um, or else they would not have built the center there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, the, the center in Maryland is, is actually in a town, it's in a town called Hallithorpe and there's like buses and all sorts of things that go through that town. So yes. A lot of these centers are built in places that already have good public transportation. So it does, it does depend on, on the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And have you, uh, have you been to Colorado before? No, this will be the first time of me visiting Colorado. Great. Great. So when, when were you, when were you accepted uh, into this program? No, I'm, I'm still doing, I'm still, you know, in process of doing it. You know, I'm hoping to, you know, go to the center during the fall and get a GED. So yeah, I, I, I'm not, ex I have not got accepted yet. I am. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I've never been to a center like that. I don't know how it works. Um, so um, I guess you would apply, I mean, you would have to apply to it, right? Yeah, I will have to apply to it through the Volk Rehab and then basically ask them whether they can pay for the tuition cost. Oh. Yeah, you know, or... Okay, so what it is, is you, ha you have to ask Volk Rehab in Georgia if they can pay for you to go to Colorado. Oh, yes, yeah, that's... Uh, I, I visited negotiate with them to see whether they would like to pay for it because, you know, a training that's a Colorado center for the blind along with Louisiana center for the blind and blind incorporated is private training centers operated by the national federation of the blind. So they take up, you know, to, to get trained in these three centers can be, their price can be skyrocket. Like, Basically, seven thousand to thirteen thousand for nine months. Ooh la la! Ooh la yeah, la. very expensive. Um, okay. Well, that's that's good, good, good to know. Good, good to know. Well, it's not a matter of asking them if they want to pay for this training. Um, it's a matter of you successfully advocating for yourself and explaining the the situation um m much of or some of it obviously i'm not going to say on the air because i know what's going on but yes you know you 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 have an outstanding situation and you're you're also an exceptional person who would be a great student there in colorado and who would listen and who would appreciate a ged and appreciate the value that that would give you in the doors that that would open to you. So it's not a matter of if they want to send you, you need to make sure you need to make sure that they send you that they that they give you that they allocate the funding for you to to participate in CCB or blinding or a, a, a program such as that. And I would say, I would say, and this is only my opinion, you should be speaking to someone at, at NFB or in Baltimore, or at very least, you should be speaking to someone at, at NFB Georgia about this yes. to, make, to make sure to, you know, I mean, you, with these types of, of, you know, rehab organizations, I mean, we've talked about it on and off the air, you know, you know, you know me, you know me fairly well, Michael, um, actually, you know me better than really any of my other guests, and You have to really, with these organizations, these rehab organizations, if you want to be able to go to, to go to CCB or Blind Inc., you're going to, you're going to have to stick to this like honey on baklava. You can't just, 
you, you know, you, you, you have to make sure you're on their case and stick to this like honey on baklava, as I say, because it's definitely beneficial for you, I, I would say. Um, and, and I don't actually, and I don't always say that. I don't always say that it's beneficial to go to a training center. Um, I, I mean, it's certainly not for every blind person, but I think in your situation and, and especially with your situation recently, right now, within the past couple of weeks, that thing, I, I, I think, you know, I, I, I think for more than one reason, I think it would be beneficial for you professionally, educationally, and it, if I dare say, in my opinion, I think it would be um, good for your um, good for your ment uh, good for your um, me um, mental me mental fitness, you know, and staying um, in a good in a good frame of mind and a, and a good perspective in life. I think you need to travel, and I think you need kind of a kind of a change in scenery. Uh, if I if you know, do, do 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 you know what I mean? Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, I totally get what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but by the way, to clarify, I, I am certainly not. I'm certainly not saying. I do. I do not. I do not want to say, and I am not saying that you are in poor mental health. But I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, I think it will be healthy for you, for your, for your personality and development as a whole, to have a change in scenery, and go to the other side of the country, and just kind of, you know, catch your breath, kind of re reset a little bit and kind of refocus a little bit. I've had to do it, you know, in, in, in different, in different times of my life. Um, it was tough. Um, but I've had to reset myself a couple of times. And when, when I did it, um, it was hard. It was kind of like, kind of like, um, kind of like having a really, really, really bad cold. You know, you feel bad for a while, but then, but then you get better. You wake up one morning and, and you feel, you feel a, a lot better. You know, you go, you know, you go have a big cup of coffee and you have, you know, in my case, a nice cliff bar. And then you say, oh, I'm ready for the day. It's not perfect, but I'm, I'm ready, you know? Oh, yes. Yeah, I totally agree with yeah. what you were saying. Yeah. So... What do you think about everything, all of my points um, that I have said? Hmm. <clears throat> Good. Any, any, there. any, any, do, do you, do you want to complain? You, you haven't sent in a complaint yet. This, no, this, episode, I... this episode has been far too positive and pleasant for me. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that's me because I always stay on the positive side of life. Well, and this is, I, this is what I said. This is what I usually say every time when I'm uh, publishing a YouTube video. Right. I would usually tell my viewer to always watch, always stay on the positive side of life. Right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Well, good, good. Okay, well, um, so, you know, what are your, what are your dreams and goals from Michael's Weekly Perspective? <laughs> Oh, for my dreams and goals. I hope to, <clears throat> since I hope to enhance more technology, like uh, more modern technology that, you know, more recording devices, like an, an audio interface and a better microphone. Of course, I do like my current mic that I'm using. It's, it sounds perfect. Whatever yeah. it is, it sounds perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You're just using the one on your computer, right? The built-in, right? Yeah. Actually, I have an external mic that I plugged into my computer that I, that's what I use to do my podcast. Oh, you do? Good. What, what is it? It's a, it's, it doesn't have a brand. It's just a micro a studio <laughs> mic. <laughs> you know, sometimes things. Okay. All right. My, okay. My <laughs> It, everything in this day and age, everything's got a brand. <laughs> well, this one doesn't. <laughs> really? Well, then how, well, then how could you have possibly bought it then without knowing what it was called or a brand? Oh, actually, it was a gift. gift uh, it was a gift to me uh, for my birthday this year. 
Hmm, I see. I see. Well, whoever it was knew what it was knew what it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, good. Yeah, I mean that's that's important for me. Um, I'm trying to create one of the things that I hope to do for Aaron's opinion is I really hope to create sort of an introduction. I, I want this podcast to eventually have an intro with like an announcer and all that type of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. You, 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 do you have like an intro? Do, do you have an intro to Michael's weekly perspective? Oh yes, yeah. I usually play a music as, uh, in the background, and I begin and I begin to talk, you know, uh, and I talk about what I'm saying, what I'm, you know, going to cover during the podcast. Right, right. Yeah, there's a particular track that I want for my for my intro and my outro. That would be very very entertaining. A really upbeat little background music track. Um, oh, yeah. that I that I hear, but of course I don't know what it's called. Um, you're in you're in the group, uh, the WhatsApp group. One of the other people in our group on WhatsApp, they were they were starting to look for it, and I don't know that she hasn't gotten back to me about what it's called, but I would lo- I would love to know um, what that particular track is called. So yeah, there's some real royalty free music out on the internet that you can take advantage of. Okay, so some, how would and, and how would I how would I use it though? So, are they just MP3s that I could just have put into it? Is that how it would work? Oh yes, you plug you put that into an MP3, and then, you know, if you have a computer, you can use Audacity to, you know, set to auto duck and then record what you're saying, and then, when you get to the point that you want to stop, you can just press the space, and then it's recorded. And you can cut out the extra, you know, sound, extra music note that you don't want to be, that you don't want to use in your podcast. Excellent. Great, great. And so what, so what is this website that that I should go to, to find some of this royalty free music? Oh, uh, some popular one you can find in. Well, the one that you use, well, the one that you use. The one that I use, that I, that I use is YouTube music library. It, mm. Yeah, you have to give the you have to give credit to the composer of the music, and other than that, you can use it to create a video or an audio. I see. So, how would I find YouTube Music Library? How, how would I uh, find out about? You can just search in on Google uh, YouTube Music Library, and then the first option should pop up, and then in the music library you. Find music that you want and that you think will be a good fit for your podcast. Mm-hmm. Or, but what, 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 what was the royalty-free one called again? The website where I could just hopefully find a list of a lot of different tracks? What, what's that oh, one called? One of them is called Epidemic Sound. Some you can purchase and some it's free. Some music how, is free. How is it, how is it spelled? Do, do you know? No. That is fine. I see. Yeah. Well, that is that is good. And I wonder if I research on YouTube, if I just type in into YouTube, YouTube Music Library, I wonder if it'll come up that way. Uh, that, I haven't tried that before, but, you know, you can try and see. Right. Well, good, good to, good to know. Um, yes, well, that is, that's, yeah, that's one of the things I want to be able to do with, 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 uh, Aaron's opinion is to have music. I think, I think an intro would help people to kind of recognize it a little bit better and it would go good with the station identification and all of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I also hope to get a jingle for my podcast because I have hard time finding jingles well, what do you mean by now? Okay, now what do you mean by a jingle? A jingle is to have a transition tone in the in between. Oh, like um, just like station identification, like oh when, yes, like about a couple minutes ago, where where you at home just heard like the the station like KCGM Bakersfield, like the 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 voice, like that thing, right? Oh, 
Oh yes, yeah. Right, right. You you didn't hear it, but when when it's played into the station, they 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 put those in. They they put in the jingles um, to start it, and then to in in the middle, and then at the end, they 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 put one in there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I I already have. I guess I already have the jingle. Um, but it's really the station. It's the station IDs. It's not my jingle. It's the stations. But no. yeah, I don't I don't necessarily need need my own ID. Might need my own jingle. But I do need um, I do need some some background background music, so um, yeah. In really, 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 all really, all, all really good. We have about four minutes left now. Um, what are some What are some big final things that you would like that you would like to say? Oh, the big final thing that I would like to say is to, if you have any, you know, questions, uh, you can call using the listener line of my podcast, which is 404-923-0115. And you can send me an email if you have any questions uh, about this particular audio show. Basically, the contact information that I would like to offer to uh, y'all listeners Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, I tell you what, I tell you what I would like, I would like you to do, Michael, between now and, uh, well, as soon as you can, or as soon as you want, um, if you could just type up for me what, what you would like me to say about that, um, so that I can just have it, have, um, KCGN or, well, not, not KCGN, but so that we can, um, set it up in, into the abstract properly. So if you if 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 you could type actually yeah if you could type up the abstract for what you want me to say that that would be very helpful. Um, oh right. And and good. I think I think usually I don't ask guests to to do that, but since you had a special request for people to contact you, um, I think I think that would be uh, a very a very good idea. Oh yes, yeah. That's what I usually do. When I'm about to end a podcast, I would first ask whether they have any advice to offer to my listeners. And at the end, I will ask, you know, whether they have any, how, whether they have a contact information that they would like to share. Right, right, right. Well, that's, that's good. That's good. And, and, you know, I haven't said it in a while, but by the way, listener, you, you, you at home, if you want to contact Aaron's opinion, me. Um, I'd be happy to hear from you. Uh, the email address is aaronsopinion6 at gmail.com. Nobody has ever taken me up on this. I've never gotten an, even one email uh, from a listener uh, to, to the program saying, hey, Aaron, I loved it. Or, hey, Aaron, oh, God, that episode was horrible. What are you talking about? You know, I've never gotten anything like that from anyone. Um, they're also... Um, in the description of the show on Spreaker, there is a number. I do have a business number that you could call. Um, if you if you at home need that number, if you want to be able to talk to me, just again, send an email, aaronsopinion6 at gmail.com um, and explain that you, you want that number. I could I would be more than happy to, to send it to you, but nobody has taken me up on it uh, for some reason. Have people reached out to you on your on your listener line? Nope, I just started, but I have people one person actually sent me a comment after I posted the podcast link back in April said that I need to improve my clarity and conciseness when I'm asking a person whether they have any advice about blindness. That's too vague. This, and this is what he said. Well, I mean, they're, they're, in a sense, they're kind, they're kind of right. Um, it takes practice being a broadcaster. It takes a lot of practice and I'm learning it too. It's, you know, oh, you yes. have to practice, you have to ask the right questions the right way at the right time. And that's what it's really about in life. Uh, so it's, it's tricky. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I really hope that I certainly hope that at some point you'll have me on Michael's weekly perspective. I forget. Have I actually come on your, your show? Yes. That was episode four. Really? Was, yeah. It was aired 
on February 29th. Huh. Yeah. Well, good to know. I have, I admit, I'm sure it was a great episode. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> yeah. I invited you to talk about the Anchor app and how you started your podcast, Aaron Show. Ah, very good. Well, I want to take this time to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You did a great job today, Michael. Uh, this is Aaron's Opinion on Caroline Radio, Blind Advocate Radio. Have a good day today and a great day tomorrow. It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our Powered by True Car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill, plus take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed, and together, we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929 at Arundel Mills. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER.